0: Hi everyone and welcome back to episode 16 of The Jess Lewis Show. So today I wanted to give you a little recap or like update on the Lewis homestead and then I wanted to talk about my nerdy planner, paper planner obsession. I thought that would be an interesting topic to dive into since we've talked about other things that I like like health and fitness and homemade food and all that and I thought let me explain my obsession with paper planners and where it all came from, how I use my planners, all that stuff. So today is Tuesday, September twenty second, twenty twenty, and I am actually feeling kind of tired and run down. It's kind of chilly here in Tennessee today. We've got a little bit of a cold snap, and I think it's like messing with my allergies or something, or I'm like fighting off a cold. Who the heck knows? It's just it's actually chilly. It's weird because it's usually not like that here this time of year. So I think it is going to heat back up, but. It is, I think, messing with me a little bit. So, update on the Lewis Homestead. Last week, we had a predator attack to our flock of chickens. We came home from lunch, and I was went to check on the girls and give them some little mealworms, and they were like in the back of their little chicken tractor making their funny, I'm scared noise, and I was like, what happened? Because they usually come running when I come out with treats. And then I noticed we were missing three of our 15 birds. And all of a sudden I'm standing there trying to figure out what happened. And I see one of our little birds, Jane, is on the other side of the fence, comes out of our forest line, and I let her back into the fenced in area. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, there's still two missing. I notice a little bit of feathers over in one corner. And I'm like, they're kind of reddish. Maybe it was our bird, Marianne. So Marianne and Maeve are missing and i run in the house like matt we're missing birds we start kind of running around making our little chirp chirp noise that we used to call them and nobody else comes back so we're like okay great we need to go to tractor supply buy some more of our little shade tarps and things to make more covered areas in their little fenced in um, kind of pen get back matt's rearranging the fence we're kind of like trying to make their area a tiny bit smaller and putting up these extra shades and all of a sudden. Matt's like, oh my God, Jess, there's Maeve. And Maeve strolls on over to the fence from in the middle of the forest somewhere. So she had escaped the attack. So I go like a crazy person into the forest. I've got a stick to kind of swing around and get rid of the cobwebs. And I'm like, chirp, chirp, doing a little chirp noise. I'm like, okay, Marianne's not coming back. I'm walking back towards the fence where Matt's at, kind of setting up the area and giving them more tarps. And all of a sudden, Matt's like, oh my God, Jess, there's Marianne. And she comes out from the forest somewhere at the other side to the fence and we let her in. So we didn't lose a single bird. What we think happened when we were either in the house or we were away at lunch is a bird, a hawk or a vulture came down and tried to get um, our little bird Scratchy who is a blue-laced red wine dot, and she kind of has a lot of white. We have two of them that are white, kind of multicolored white, but they're pretty bright compared to the rest of the birds that are black and red. And it looks like whatever attacked them, tried to get her. She tends to be like the one that, her name is Scratchy. She scratches a lot. She's got her head down a lot foraging. And we think she was at the corner of the fence line where there was no coverage. And the bird came down and tried to get her and she got away. Um, We picked her up and realized that she did have a little bit of a scratch on her With the bird that attacked her probably tried to pull out her feathers or grab her or something. And she got away. And I think during the attack, um, the rest of them obviously freaked out went running for the chicken tractor and I think a few of them were standing on top of the food shelter that we built for them which they like to do and I think Marion and Maeve jumped over the fence line and I think Jane actually jumped through the fence probably got herself a little bit zapped because we have an electric netting fence and ran for cover so smart birds everybody ran scratchy got away and they all came back so it was super stressful we know hawk attacks as chicken owners are inevitable But we are hopeful that with our new setup with a little bit more like shade structure, shelter for them to go under, um, hopefully we can prevent as much as possible that from happening again. And we may need to get a rooster to help protect them. I'm a little hesitant to get a rooster because obviously they're louder and potentially sometimes you can get a rooster. That's not super friendly because they're designed to be more aggressive, protect the flock and all that stuff. So that was a little scary. We thought we had lost three of our 15 birds um, I was just like so mad at the hawk like what the heck nature why did this happen but luckily they came back were are good they all seem good um, the ones that did get a little scratched up don't seem to have any um, infections or repercussions from that so they're doing good and um, predator attack Attempt number one did not result in us losing a bird. So that was good. Um, What else is new is this week, hopefully this weekend, we will be picking up our two Nigerian dwarf goats. Um, and starting that adventure, we still need to finish up the finishing touches on their goat shed. And then we will have those guys, we need to kind of put the goat shed outside, map out where we want to put their fencing, uh, weed whack the fence line. So it obviously gets as much of a charge as possible. Goats are known to be escape artists and we need to make sure our fence is hot so that it will hopefully deter them from escaping. We shall see. They're not coming from a farm that used electric fencing, so that will be new to them, and there will be a learning curve there and for us. So hopefully they are smart and they get savvy to not going near the fence. So that should be interesting. There is another um, person selling another Nigerian dwarf that was actually from another farm born on the same day as these two, and he's for sale. And Matt and I are kind of contemplating maybe getting a third one if he's still available. But we're trying to not get too many animals because it's so easy to just want to buy all the animals and they're so cute and it's addicting. So obviously more animals means more care, more feed, all of that. So trying to be um, smart about moving forward with those things and not getting in over our feet or in over our head. Is that the saying? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Um But who knows? We may end up with three. We'll see. I got to reach out to that girl. Okay, so that's kind of the farm update. Um, As far as like the garden stuff goes, the garden is coming to its end. Our peppers are still going strong. Our watermelon seems to be um, kind of on its last leg. And then hopefully once the garden is done as far as for this season we can start prepping for next year which is going to be involve us kind of like laying down mulch newspaper or cardboard to kind of kill the grass in that area and creating about three or four raised beds and going the raised bed route for the spring so that's going to be a project coming up here in the next couple of weeks so that is where we are at the homestead Okay, so topic for the day, if you are not interested in the Jess or the Matt and Jess Lewis Homestead fast-forwarding, maybe you fast-forwarded to now, and we're going to talk about planners. So today's podcast is sponsored by Knockout Print Shop. Just kidding. That is our company, Knockout Print Shop. We are on Etsy at Knockout Print Shop, and then we are also have www.knockoutprintshop.com. So super weird that we own this planner sticker company, and that is actually our full-time job um for the past two years up until a few months ago that is was our sole source of income sometimes when i tell people that they think that is absolutely insane and there is no way it's humanly possible for people to live off a etsy shop and particularly something weird and niche like planner stickers so i want to tell you the story about how this all came to be kind of give you a little insight and kind of how it works for us from a full-time business standpoint and then um tell you how, why I use planners. So five years ago, September of 2015, we started our Etsy shop and it was super small. I had kind of gotten back into using paper planners after not using them for a while. I've always been kind of like a paper nerd. I loved the start of school, new notebooks and pens. And I loved planners. Every Christmas when I was in college, I used to ask santa for my franklin covey planner i mean i've always liked planners and papers and paper and all this stuff i love taking notes i love it super nerd pen nerd paper nerd whatever so when i was running my gym i was kind of at a point where i was like using these monthly calendars i was getting at target or wherever and like had a bunch of notebooks and kind of was a little bit disorganized although i will say my random notebooks and note pages situation still exists in different form and it actually kind of doesn't disorganize me. It just works. But anyways, I, at that time was feeling disorganized and I needed a consolidated place to keep all of the things like my personal life stuff, which wasn't very eventful. Um, Matt and I were not super exciting. We didn't have a lot of social stuff going on, but there was some things we needed to note. Um, and then everything and anything to do, do to do with the gym business at the time, newsletters and emails and events and clients and all that And I wasn't never, I was never really into digital planning and digital calendars, whether it was like Google calendar, iCalendar, all of that never really worked for me. I liked to put pen to paper and see a calendar on my desk versus on a screen. So I went on a hunt for a planner, found a planner called Plum Paper Planner, which is a company that still exists. I don't use that planner any longer, um, but that is the first one I found, and at the time they were on Etsy, and that's how I found the planner. Well, in the midst of my research for a planner, I also found the little subculture underworld of planner stickers and planner people, the planner community, and I'm like, what in the hell are planner stickers? But I was like, well, that's kind of a cool concept, right? You get these little planner sticker icons. Let's say you get like little phone icons or you get like a little bullet point icon and you use that to kind of bring attention to um, phone calls and meetings and tasks and things like that. And I thought, well, that's kind of a clever idea. So I found a few little shops on Etsy and ordered a few things. And I'm like, you know, we could totally make these. And I'm kind of one of those people that like, if I can make it, I don't like to pay for it. So I thought, well, this could be kind of cool. And then I thought, well, what are people using to make these stickers? Which is the Silhouette Cameo. Some people use the Cricut. It's just kind of a at-home crafting cutting machine. I'm like, well, this might be a cool thing to buy because we could also use it for the gym and make vinyl decals. So we went to Michael's, I think it was Michael's or Joanna Fabrics, I don't know, one of those two craft places and we bought a Silhouette Cameo and I started messing around with it to make stickers. Well, I have the patience of a child when it comes to technical things and like different design related things. I am not a blank slate person. I don't like messing with putting things on a page and doing the technical layout work of things. I am much more the, here's my idea, you make it, I will refine and edit it. So I started off making a few things, started a little Etsy shop, didn't really sell anything, maybe one sheet. And then I got frustrated and I was like, Matt, I need your help. Matt's like the engineer brain technical person. And so essentially he took it over and started making it. He can work way faster in these programs, is better at that, has more patience for it. So we started selling a few sheets. It didn't really, nothing really came of it. And then I discovered Inkwell Press Planner. It was a brand new planner. It was in its second year in 2015, going into 2016. And I'm like, this seems like a really cool planner. Um, It was a little different. Um, It just had nice colors. The paper quality was really good. The little kind of community of the people that followed this planner was nice. And I'm like, nobody is making stickers for this particular planner. We need to start making stickers for this planner. So we start making stickers for the Inkwell Press Planner for the year 2016, and very quickly, within a couple of months, it went crazy. Because we were like one of two shops that were making stickers for this planner, Um, it like exploded. By January of 2016, it had become a full-time job for Matt, and we're buying more and more of these Silhouette Cameo cutters in order to be able to print things faster. At one point, Matt was staying up till 3 a.m. to cut things and print them and do all that. So that was kind of the start of the madness. And for a long time, we obviously I was still running the gym at the time, so it was a great side hustle. It gave Matt the opportunity to uh, work from home, uh, help with the gym stuff, and give us this extra income because I at the time we were living off the gym income, which was a fine income, but this gave us a little bit more, allowed us to save, do different things, stuff like that. And over the years, we started to realize that this was a possibly a income we could live off of. Now, let me just say this. I'm not going to say exactly how much we make, but we don't make millions. We're not making six figures. So that narrows it down to, um, you know, below a hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue. We don't make that much, but we have a very minimalist, um, frugal lifestyle. We don't have a super high mortgage. We don't have car payments. Um, Our biggest cost really is our food because we eat local, grass-fed, pasture-raised organic food. So that's probably our biggest ticket item on our budget. But from our mortgage and every other expense, we are a minimalist. We don't shop a lot. We don't buy a lot of things. So for us, we can live off of the salary we get from the print shop. And so it gave us the ability, Matt, when we decided to close the gym, sell my townhouse and move out of Illinois in 2018... Matt's that's like, we can do it. Like we make enough with the print shop. We live a frugal lifestyle, minimalist life, so we can make it work. So that the planner thing allowed us to move on and move to the next chapter of our lives, head out of Illinois and start the next, you know, going on this next adventure. So you fast forward to today, the past two years since we moved out of Illinois, it has been our sole income until a couple months ago when I started doing some remote work for a marketing company, and that has supplemented our income, which has been helpful because as you know, if you are a business owner or a family member or a friend you know runs a business, businesses ebb and flow, they have their trends, and it's hard to sustain a business beyond five years, and we just hit five years in September. This past year has been a little bit of a tough year um, for our business um, because the Press planner company has taken a little bit different of a direction. Their planner last year, um, at least from our perspective, a company that sells a coordinating product to to theirs, um, we experienced a dramatic decrease in sales of our Press coordinating products. Um, Thankfully, we collaborated with another planner company that just hit the market last year in this past year in 2020, which is called the Moxie Life Planner, and that really helped us because if it was if we were just still making stickers for Inkle Press, it would have been rough. So we're very grateful that we got to collaborate with another planner company who's also makes a great product um, and things like that. So things have changed a little bit this past year, but luckily the 2021 Inkle Press Planner has much better colors, and I think we'll, be, we'll find that this year will be a much better year um, for that kind of, that um, category of our products. We still sell for Moxie Life Planner, and if any of you know the Passion Planner, we do sell a few limited stickers for the medium-sized Passion Planner, as well as uh, the Hobonichi Cousin Planner. Okay, so if you are not into planners, you're like, you are basically speaking a foreign language without throwing all these planner names around and all that stuff. So let me tell you how I use a planner, why I use a planner, why I use paper planner and why I think it might work for you if you're not doing it. So I find that there's something very, um, I was going to say therapeutic, but that's not the word I'm looking for. I think very, um, useful, beneficial, um, effective about putting a pen to physical paper. I know a lot of people love the digital world. They love their iPads, they love their Google calendars, they love their apps and their reminders. I think there is definitely a place for that. And I think you can very effectively use paper planning and digital planning at the same time. I think there's pros and cons to both, depending on your lifestyle, your career, and your needs. Um, I, since I started working for this marketing company, have been using more digital stuff than I did in the past, but I still do heavily rely on a paper planner to kind of map out my month as far as what things I need to get done, what events and things I have going on, um, my day-to-day, my weekly kind of to-dos and chores and things like that, as well as anything related to goals I want to achieve. So... Let's see, basically I'll start here. So I use a weekly planner, meaning that my planner is laid out where two pages, you will see a week, Monday through Sunday. Right now I'm using what's called a horizontal planner. So what that means is the way the layout will go is from bottom to top of the page on the left, you'll see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then the right side of the page top to bottom, you'll see Friday, Saturday, Sunday and a note section. So that's technically called a horizontal planner because the usable space for each day runs horizontally. I used to use what was called a vertical planner where it was also a week on two pages and Monday through Saturday ran left to right across two pages. So Monday through Thursday would be on the left page running vertically left to right across the top of the page. And then Friday through Sunday plus the notes section would run left to right on the right page, the right side of the page. It shifted from a vertical to a horizontal-based planner this past year because I was finding I didn't have as much going on and as, much, as many to-dos, so I felt that in a left-to-right week layout with columns of lined spaces, I was wasting a lot of space. This is probably better to understand if you can see this visually. If you wanna see any of my planner nerdiness, if you go to Knockout Print Shop on YouTube, I have tons and tons of videos talking about how I use my planner. I know this will make more sense visually if you're brand new to planners. Okay, so I use that to map out my week. So essentially how I use my planner. Um, Right now, I'm using the Moxie Life Horizontal. For the years prior to this, I was using the Inkwell Press Classic, which is a vertical. Both of these planners have fantastic paper. They're really high-quality planners. They tend to lend towards a more stereotypical feminine look. Um, So if you are a guy and you're listening to this, you may or not may or may not feel drawn to these planners because they do tend to use colors and designs that may tend to look more feminine. Um, If you're a guy and you're listening to this, you may be more drawn to planners like the Passion Planner where it is black and white inside very low design it's much more functional in nature or maybe something like the full focus planner who i think is from michael hyatt there's a bunch of life coaching personal development people right now that have planners out there um, bullet journaling is really popular for both men and women um there is just so many planners like there's more planners planners have just like become this huge thing that everybody that's anybody creates some sort of planner Uh, I think in response to us being in the digital age, I think there is a swing to the other end of people wanting to go back to pen and paper. So I think that's why you see this big resurgence of planners and this big kind of boom of paper planners, journals and all that stuff. Or maybe you don't see that because you're not a nerd like me. And maybe I'm only seeing that on my social media. Um... Okay, so what do I use a planner for? So right now I'm using the Moxie Life Planner, which is a weekly and goal-based planner, and she kind of has her own goal system that in the planner there's an um, initial assessment and, we, and quarterly goal check-ins and monthly and weekly goal pages. I am, I've been using that planner consistently since the beginning of the year, and I really do like it, and I do like her system, but I feel like for me the system isn't ideal for the way I think about goal-setting. Um, it can be a little bit overwhelming. She breaks your life into eight categories. And I think sometimes that focusing on that many categories of life can be a bit much for some people, depending on how they approach their day, their lifestyle, goals, things like that. But not, needless to say, I've made that planner work for me. Maybe I don't have big goals in every area, but I can use the different sections that address the monthly goals. for each area and the weekly action steps, I can use that as kind of a dashboard master to do list for that week for each area so how do i use a planner essentially what i do is every month i look at my month view and i use my month view to lay out anything that is work or personal based when it comes to um, events appointments things like that so if i have a coaching client that will go i will put down a label sticker with the day and the time and the person if i have any event like a birthday i will put down a little label sticker and say it's my sister's birthday on whatever day if there is any irregular um, bills due my estimated quarterly taxes are we previously were doing our biannual car insurance payments anything that's not done on a monthly basis that i already have automated or in ynab i will note that in my month view so that i have that's on my mind. I see it. Okay. This month there is a weird bill. That's not usually due. That's also noted in YNAB, but we'll use that. And i will talk about that in a different conversation. The other thing I use it for is for knockout print shop for our content planning. I do do a little bit of planning of what video content I'm going to do for a particular month, and what I will do is I will put the video topic. I'll use our little mini video camera icon, and I will write that topic down for that day. And that way, I know what video content's going out the day, and that will help me then know when I'm sending out a weekly email that that's the um, topic for that email. So I use it for that. I also use our little contact case icon and that helps me remember to change my contacts every other month so those are kind of like the big picture things i use my month view for and when i've ever coached people on using a planner helping them organize their life and you know quote unquote becoming more productive i usually say to people you need to take a big picture view first You need to take a look at your month at a glance and then all of the months. So if you're somebody that's never used a planner before you're, maybe you're feeling disorganized. Maybe you're feeling like you keep missing things. You're not on top of things. My first tip would be to sit at your desk, your kitchen table, whatever, with all of the schedules. If you have kids, you get your sports schedule, their school schedules. If you have a spouse, note down all their um, events, whether they're doctor appointments or their work-related things, all your doctor appointments, hair appointments, work-related things. Get all of those big time sensitive things that you know right now in your planner for every month that you know them. I also say obviously lay out holidays. Holidays are typically already in a monthly calendar, but maybe you want to bring, you know, a sticker down that brings a little bit more attention to it or highlight it. Um, birthdays, anniversaries, get all of the big picture time sensitive date based things in your month view first. That way, when you're going to set yourself up every month to figure out what you're going to do when, those things that there is less flexibility with birthdays, events, doctor's appointments, things like that, sporting events, school conferences, all of that stuff is looking you at right in the face so that when you're planning the rest of your life, that you can base it around these other bigger things that are going on. So that's typically what I say, recommend people start with. Once you have the big picture things mapped out, your month view, whether you do that one month at a time, a quarter ahead of time, annually getting it all down, the next thing I typically recommend people do is look at getting their weekly kind of to-do list things set up. So I typically have my month view that I spend a few minutes every month getting organized. The other thing I'll do is go into my goal setting pages and I will put down my goals or kind of to-do based things I need to get done in that area. So I have this kind of like hub on my monthly goals pages of what needs to get done by the end of the month. If you're not using a planner that has goals pages, you could easily put that on a month view on the sidebar. There's usually a note section on any month view of any calendar or planner. And you could use that note section to kind of break your life into certain areas that you want to focus on and note goals or tasks that need to get done. Maybe you have a home section and you know this month you need to um, pay your homeowner's insurance or you need to clean out the refrigerator. You know, you could break it into career section. Okay, this month I want to work on this project or ask my boss for a raise or do this certain task. Maybe you have a health area and you put in there, I want to commit to exercising three times a week or something like that. You could definitely create your own goal section in your month view and see that right there next to what you've got going on that month. So once you have your big picture stuff, time-based things, maybe you're someone that's focused on goals and you kind of break down some big goals for that month. Doesn't have to be big. They can be small. They can be to-do related, but kind of like figuring out in each area of your life what things have to get done that month. And again, some of those may be related to longer term goals. Then you're going to take a look at your week. Now, I personally like a weekly planner versus a daily planner. I don't have enough going on in one day to warrant a page per day. I like to have a week on two pages. That's just my preference. I know some people like to have, look at only one day at a time. To me, I need a little bit bigger picture of that. Each day, I need to see the whole week. So I take my week and I essentially put down um, all my time-sensitive things that happen each day. Now, I don't put my appointments um, meetings and things like that. Other than my couple of clients I have for coaching, they will go on my month view, but all of my meetings I have for the company that I work for doing marketing stuff that lives on my Google calendar. And I don't put that in my paper planner until the week of, and I will go in each day and put down all the meetings that I have for each of the days in that particular week. So that way I can look, okay, these are the three meetings I have Monday, these are the two meetings I have Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. And then I can see what my meetings look like and plan my to-dos around those meetings. Then I use the rest of my planner to start to jot down to dos. Now I don't put down to dos at the beginning of the week for every single day unless those are there's automated tasks I already have that I already know I do on a certain day. Like we always have to go pick up our milk at the farmer's market on Saturday, we do our grocery shopping on Saturday, we drop off our garbage on Fridays. There's certain things that I already know get done, but other things like um, or like for instance, recording the podcast lately, I've been doing that every Tuesday. So I'll put that on there, draft, certain emails need to get done. there's certain automated things based on deadlines for my businesses and the podcast and things like that, that I need to get done. So I'll go and pre put those things in cause they already have a timeline, but the rest of the tasks, I don't put those in until the night before the day before, so that I'm not having to move tasks from day to day. Um, Sometimes I'll put them the day of. I'll wake up in the morning, okay, these are the few things I have to do, and my to-do list will grow as the day goes on, depending on how much time I have. So that's kind of how I use a planner. If I don't write things down, what I have to do, all of that, I would be a mess. Like Even though so much of my day, my weeks are automated because I have systems and workflows and processes in place, I still like to put things down so I'm not forgetting things. I also use in the Moxie Life Planner, there is a weekly action steps that precedes the weekly view, and I use that for some goal-related things. That's what the page is intended for, to break down your monthly goals into weekly action steps, but some of my areas of life, I don't have big goals, so that, again, kind of... um, becomes a weekly dashboard of things I need to get done in each area for that week and that just really works for me. So I know okay, with home related stuff this week we need to um, you know, mow the lawn, we need to I need to turn the compost three times, you know, this week we need to uh finish the goat shed. I need to write a new program for our fitness stuff, whatever. So that kind sometimes just um, exist as like a monthly or sorry, a weekly dashboard, a weekly brain dump to do list. So that is why or how I use a planner. I do also use my planner every day to write down like a highlight of the day. I like to be able to kind of like reflect on something that day that just like what was a high point or something good from that day. And then each week um, I use the note section at the end of each week in my planner that I'm using to kind of do a little quick review or reflection, what worked that week, what didn't work, lessons I learned, adjustments I need to make, and gratitude. And it's short. It's like bullet point stuff. I don't go too in-depth with it. Sometimes I get stuck as far as like kind of reflecting back. Sometimes it's really easy to do, but it just gives me an opportunity to kind of make sure I'm always adjusting and still on a good path. And at the end of each month in this particular planner I'm using, there is a monthly reflection. And those weekly reflections that I do allow me to kind of more effectively do the monthly reflection. I do think there's a lot of value in using your planner as a reflection tool so you continue to figure out what's working and what's not working in your life and make adjustments and tweaks because that's the biggest, I think, um, one of the biggest problems people come across is not making adjustments along the way and just kind of trying to bear down and do and do and do and not go, wait a second, is this actually working? How can I approach this differently? Things like that. So it's really about being flexible, being aware of how things are going and Adjusting accordingly so you can continue to make progress because sometimes goals become irrelevant. Maybe you're trying to do something like this isn't getting me where I want to be. This doesn't feel like it's effective. I need to shift my attention somewhere else and just always being kind of aware of your life and what's going on and how to navigate things the best that you can. So, like i said i do use a little bit of digital planning as far as like all of our meetings at this company i work for are used are set using like google calendar and that helps me really obviously stay on top of that i can pull up my google calendar and then put those appointments in my planner but as far as like um using technology to plan that's kind of it i just use that for that particular area of life um but if you're somebody that needs reminders of appointments and you need that digital piece I think you can definitely use digital planning with paper planning and use the paper planning for maybe getting those to-do lists done and some people like to do that all digital too maybe they have a to-do list app or you're using the notes section in your phone or something like that and I think that totally works I think if you are trying to get big picture stuff done or you need to see things mapped out like in a week or you need to do some goal setting stuff, I think paper planning really helps you be able to open these pages and put pen to paper and see things in a bigger view than in a small little phone um, where you can't see pages, you can't see a whole week at a glance very easily, you can't see a week's worth of to-dos, you can't have a brain dump section, all of that. So. And I'm partial to just paper planning because obviously we make planner stickers and I've always liked planners. I'm just a planner nerd. It's just like in my DNA, I think my dad is also loves pen and paper. And so I think that's just where it came from. But um, I, think paper, I think paper planners can be really useful whether you use them for um, just work, just home, just goal setting, um, health and wellness. Some people use planners based on certain categories of their life. Maybe they're doing garden planning. Like I said, health and wellness planning. And... Um, tracking and habit tracking and things like that it's nice to have a tool that you can document things you can reflect on you can see all your to-do lists some people like to have a page in their planner where they just brain dump everything the more stuff you can get out of your head the more clearly you can think and effective you can be so a lot of people really do well with a huge brain dump section in their planner that's ever-growing and then they start to migrate things to their weekly and daily to-do list but then that way you don't have to hold all these ideas and all this stuff in your head so that can work for a lot of people that's similar to the getting things done method where they use what i think is called an inbox it's kind of like the brain dump page there's a ton of different productivity systems out there, you guys, whether it's like getting things done, the Moxie Life Goal system, the Live Well system from Equal Press, their productivity system, um, bullet journaling there's a million different ways to do things. But I think at the end of the day, you really have to find out how your brain works, what you will consistently utilize, um, if you need paper or digital or both, and forever be just analyzing if your system is working. And if it's not, make the tweaks that you need and experiment and figure out how to make it work for you so you can get things done. Um, As far as using stickers and things like that. I like to use stickers not only because we sell them, but I do like to kind of customize my planner to make it work for me using simple functional stickers, creating headers for categories and lists in my day-to-day, bringing attention to different tasks with appropriate icons. It's definitely not something that's for everybody using stickers and things like that, but if you're somebody that likes a little bit of creativity or you need, again, to bring attention to certain things and you want to create dedicated lists and things like that check out knockoutprintshop.com. Um, so there's that, that's my pl- shameless plug for my sticker company. Um, but yeah, I don't know if this is helpful to people, but it's something that I utilize on a day-to-day basis and it's been very helpful for me in my day-to-day life, staying productive and on top of things. There's I do tend to manage a lot of different things at once, especially when I was doing the working at the gym or working at my gym, owning my gym and doing the print shop and doing, you know, content for the print shop and, you know, life. And sometimes we have so many things to manage. It's nice to just get it out on paper and visually see where things are going, mark things off on a to-do list or checklist, um, and just have that. I personally don't save my planners year to year. About a month or two into a new year, I'll toss the old planner. I never reflect back on them really, other than the beginning of the year as I'm setting goals for the next year. Um... I just don't like clutter and I never find myself looking back that much. I know some people that have decades of planners and they like to keep them and be able to look back. And I think there's definitely value in that. I've just never, um, I've never done that. So yeah, my planner serves as a massive to-do list, a reminder, goal setting, journaling type of thing. And it definitely works to um, keep me focused. And you know what? Then there's also times when I don't even look at my planner and I get, I still get things done, but I think the routine and the consistency of it. Um, allows me to be as productive as I possibly can be without getting super stressed and overwhelmed. So I know this is kind of a weird topic today, but hopefully you guys find that helpful. If you have any questions for me about planners or planning, if you need help figuring out what planner out there is best for you, I'm happy to Uh, Chat with you. We can chat on Instagram or Facebook or something like that about figuring out planning and how to use it. If you're somebody that is looking for some really kind of like personalized coaching on planning and stuff like that, I do offer that. I can help, I help people kind of like figure out how to organize their planner, what planner is best for them, how to kind of manage all the things in their life. It's not something you have to do ongoingly. A lot of people will do like a planner consultation, and it sounds like a weird. Service, but it actually, for some people, it's like you dump all your things that you need, and then I can kind of help you sort through it and go, okay, what if you try planning like this and doing this? Sometimes it's just helpful to have another set of ears somewhere to dump that information and help you kind of strategize how to be as you know, be productive and. um, you know, manage all the different moving pieces in your life. Okay, no more, no more shameless plugs. That is all. Alright, guys, this is kind of a long one. Hope you're all doing well. And I you know where to find me, jessmlewis.com, knockoutprints Jessica underscore M underscore Lewis on Instagram, knockout on Instagram. Um also have knockout on YouTube, and then there's Jessica Lewis, I think is my YouTube channel, where I've been posting our homestead vlogs. So lots of places, lots of random little content to peek inside of (laughs) the just life. Um, Hopefully this information was helpful today and I will stop rambling and talk to you next week.